Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. You should have some sermon notes, so go ahead and take those out. And last week, you'll see the front page has the notes already filled in. That's what we talked about last week. On the back side is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so go ahead and take those out. But before, uh, before I actually get into point number three on this message on how to relieve stress and, and worry in your life, I wanted to share with you um, uh, Psalm 1. I'm starting a personal devotion. Actually, I started it this morning uh, through the book of Psalm again. And and I just ran across or just started in chapter 1 or actually Psalm 1. And I just wanted to share something, some of that with you this morning. Because I think it implies to what we're doing here on a weekly basis whenever we come together to hear the teaching and the preaching and the, of the Word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 1, it says, How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked. Now, there's a lot of advice coming from the wicked or the non-believers out in the world today, right? But it says, happy indeed or happy and blessed is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. Instead, get this, instead his delight is in the Lord's instruction. Is that where your delight is? Happy is the man who his delight is in the instructions of the Lord. I tell you guys, this Bible, not this particular one, but, but our Bibles, they are as up to date as tomorrow morning's newspaper. It's not some old archaic book that was written many years ago. It's written for us today. This is the living, infallible, inerrant, inspired word of God. And happy is the man, it says in in verse number two, that takes his delight in the instruction of the Lord. And that's really what I wanted to bring out to you. And then he kind of gives a parallel of two different ways and of a blessed man, a righteous man, and a wicked man, and, and how one is blessed and the other one certainly is not. But I just wanted to bring out verse number two. Is that your delight? Is your delight to take the instruction of the Lord? And guys, if it isn't, then we're going to struggle all throughout this life. So with all that being said, let's look at some of the instructions of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 4. And this is some practical counsel that the Apostle Paul gave us about how we can live a worry-free, stress-free life in Philippians chapter 4. Now, if you remember last week, I shared with you that this particular book is the book of joy. It's, it's the most joyful book in the entire Word of God. But yet it was written in some very dire, very low uh, circumstances and times in the Apostle Paul's life. He was in prison. He was fearing for his life. He had the worry and, and the concern of the churches that he had already planted. In chapter 4, verses 1 through 9, you'll see some of the concerns he's bringing. There was bickering and fussing with two ladies that were in the church. He's telling them to get of one mind and one accord and to quit that nonsense. I mean, he had all this responsibility on him. But yet he writes in Philippians 4, 4, he says, Rejoice. 
in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. Now, this is a man that had perspective, right? He had his focus right. It was on the Lord in the midst of some very difficult times in his life. When he was stressed, when he could have been worried and concerned about all these different things, filled with anxiety, he decided to choose joy over all of that and to rejoice in the midst of all of that. That's what I want to try to help you with today. Psalm 1 says that our delight is in the instruction of the Lord. Here we have some instructions for us in Philippians chapter 4 that can help us in life. And guys, I really just want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you in life. And the only help that I can bring to you, it's nothing in the wisdom that I have, but it's in in the Word of God. And so I want to try to share with you some of God's Word that can help you in life. I promise you, this can change your entire outlook on life. This can change your entire perspective in life. This can help reduce the worry and the stress that you have going on in life if you would just take delight in the instruction of the Lord that we find in Philippians chapter number 4. Now last week, I shared with you last week uh, on your sermon notes, to relieve stress, there's two things we need to do. One is we need to worry about nothing, right? Worry about nothing. And the key to that, to reduce stress in your life, is to live one day at a time. Okay? And we unpacked that last week. Secondly, we talked about how we need to pray about everything. So I left you with two things last week. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. And that comes straight out of Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. And the key under pray is no problem is too big or too small to take to the Lord. So that's two things that we need to be doing. Now the key verse is in verse number 6. I want you to look at that. It's the memory verse that I have for you in your sermon notes at the top. It says, don't worry about anything, but in everything... Through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, let me give you two more things today. Two more things that I think we need to focus on if we're going to relieve some of the stress, relieve some of the anxiety, relieve some of the worry in our life. We're always going to have situations and circumstances that are difficult. That's just called living life, right? But we have, listen, We have the Lord walking through that with us. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We have the Holy Spirit that is with us. He's the paraclete. He's the one that comes alongside of us. And he's with us all the time. And if we take delight in his instruction, in the midst of some difficult times, we can experience joy and peace that passes all understanding. But we've got to do it God's way. Right? We've got to take our instruction from the Lord. So let me give you number three here on your sermon notes. Jot this one down if you will. Not only must we worry about nothing, not only must we pray about everything, but we must thank God in all things. Now, yesterday, I know the ladies had their ladies' event, and my wife was speaking at that event and sharing a, a devotion with you. And, and uh, when she finished it, I told her earlier that day, I said, hey, I'm praying for you. And she's making preparations and getting ready. And so um, before all you guys got here, I was up there burning brush, and Dave and I were up there working, and, uh, and, De- and Debbie was in here working on it. She said, hey, I want to show you what I'm going to be talking about tonight. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. When she shared with what she was going to be talking about to the ladies last night, I said, that's my point that I'm talking about tomorrow, right? We're on the very same page on this. So ladies, what I'm going to share with you, you may have already heard. But here I want you to get, we need to be thankful in all things. 
Guys, do you realize that the healthiest human emotion that we have, it's not love. The healthiest human emotion that we have is gratitude. Being an individual that is thankful. Actually, they've done studies on that and come to find out that if you have an attitude of gratitude, if you have a spirit of attitude, they have discovered that it increases your immunities, that it makes you more resistant to stress and anxiety, and they've discovered that it is the healthiest emotion that we have in all of life. It changes your perspective whenever you become a person that has an attitude of gratitude. And here's one thing that I've discovered. People who are grateful are happy. People who are thankful are happy people. You see, but people who are ungrateful, that's some of the most miserable people in all the world. Just ungrateful people are just plain out miserable. So here's the key that I want you to get. To reduce stress, you must cultivate an attitude of gratitude. I want you to poke your neighbor on the shoulder right now and tell them to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Tell them right now. They need it, right? We need to change our focus and change our attitude. We need to have this attitude of being thankful. Now, I want you to look at a verse of Scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I don't think I have it on the screen, Byron. I don't believe. I may. But 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If you have your Bibles, I want you to look at this verse of Scripture. It says, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in everything. Now, I want you to notice what it does not say. It does not say in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 to give thanks for everything, right? Because there's some things that we have in life that, man, I don't want to be going through those things. But as I'm going through those things, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that I am to give thanks in all things, right? So I'm to have this spirit of gratitude. you got to realize that God's plan for us is, I don't know, oftentimes it's like a parade that goes by. And whenever a parade goes by, we may see two or three of the floats that go by, but we don't see the entire parade. God sees the entire parade. He sees from beginning to end. And he knows what his plan is for you. He knows what his purpose is for you. And what we've got to do is say, okay, Lord, I'm I'm not real happy about the situation that I'm in right now, but I'm going to be thankful for the things that are going good in my life, right? So you've got to change your perspective a little bit. We've got to know that his purpose is bigger than our problem, right? We need to be focused on the Lord. His power is bigger than our problem. And here's something else I've discovered. As I'm going through some difficult places in life, I've discovered that it's in those difficult places that I grow. That I grow as a husband, that I grow as a father, that I grow as a pastor, that I grow as a child of God. And, it's, and I'm experiencing this spiritual growth in my life as I'm going through some of the hard places in life. So the point I want you to get is how we need to have an attitude of gratitude. A lot of folks come up to me and they say, Pastor, how, how can I really know what God's will is for my life? What is God's will for my life? I have the answer for you. It's in the Word of God. I want you to look in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 
Here it is. It's the verse we've been looking at. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in everything for this is God's will for you. You know what God's will for you is? You know what God's will is for your life? To give thanks in everything. To have an attitude of gratitude in everything that you go through in life. And you may ask the question, well, how do we do that? How do we do that? We only can do that through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at things through his perspective and take his instructions and the word of God and apply it to our life and start living it out that way. So I want you to have an attitude of gratitude in all things, in everything. Not necessarily for everything. But in all things, and here's one thing I've discovered, that when you have a spirit of gratitude, there's a paradigm shift that takes place in your mind. Your eyes are really no longer focused on the problem. Now they're focused on the good things that God has blessed you with in life. And as you start focusing on that, it's amazing how it changes your perspective, how it changes the way you think, which changes and impacts the way you feel, which impacts the way you act. And we're going to talk about that in the next points. But Here's what I want you to get. We're coming into the Thanksgiving season, right? This is the last Sunday in October, and uh, November is going to be here and gone before we know it. And Thanksgiving is just around the corner. You realize there's two things in Thanksgiving. There's thanks, being thankful, right? Having an attitude of gratitude. But then there is also giving. Do you know what I found out? A person that has a, a positive attitude about being grateful for all things generally is a giver in life. They understand the attitude and the perspective of giving. Here's one thing I want to share with you as we talk about being grateful. I am grateful for what God has done for us here at Victory Church. I am grateful for this ministry uh, that we started back in 1999 with just a handful of people and where, what it's grown to and what we are today. I'm thankful for the ministry that we've had here for 18 years as we've been ministering to families that live in this community as well as military families that have come in and out of this church. I mean, there are literally, you go back from to 1999, to now, there have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have come in and out of the doors of Victory Church. Many of them are military families that are now serving either overseas or have retired now and moved back home or serving somewhere around the country. One of the things that I love because of the internet and social media today is the fact that we can still do ministry to people. And actually, I think we got Phil and Kristen. I can't see back there, really. I don't know who's online today. Phil, we have Phil online today uh, serving across the country because of technology. We're able to minister to him over there. We have men and women that are serving in our military that are just stationed in other places, been PCS across the United States, and we're still connecting with them and doing ministry with them. I love that. I love the ministry that we have here at Victory Church. I'm thankful for our building. I'm thankful for our facility. Uh, we were up there burning uh, brush and debris yesterday, trying to get the rest of that hillside cleaned off and trying to get it sown in grass so the kids have a nice place to play up there. And we're just trying to do some work up there. And, and I'm sitting up there yesterday. I'm exhausted. I'm hot. I'm cold. I'm tired. I've been pulling that brush. And, and I just laid out out there on the ground and just put my hand on. And wouldn't you know that's the one time that my wife comes out the door and checks on me and says, hey, how are you doing? And there I was just laid out. And <laughs> but you know what I was doing? I was reflecting. I thought, what a beautiful place we have. 
how the Lord has blessed us. I remember the day when we didn't have a building. I remember the day when we didn't have a parking lot. I remember the day when we had to set up and tear down in a school gym. And so I was just thanking the Lord for what he has blessed us with and what he has done for us. I love this church, everything about it, not just preaching on Sunday morning. I love interacting with the kids on Wednesday night. I love the Connection Cafe ministry, which I tell you, ladies, if you shut down that Connection Cafe, I doubt we have anybody come to church on Sunday morning. They come because they can eat amazing food and drink coffee and have great fellowship. What a great time. I just love everything about our church. But guys, there's some things we need. And there's one particular thing that I want us to focus on that we need. And I'm going to ask your help. When I laid out this before, I had a playground in mind. And, man, you guys came through like crazy. You donated money and you gave special gifts and special offerings. And we have different fundraising events. And we were able to put together this amazing playground equipment out here for the kids, which I forget how many thousands of dollars that was. Does anybody remember how much that was? Thirteen thousand dollars. Would you would you would you ever believe that a swing set would cost thirteen thousand dollars? Would you ever believe that? But that's kind of what that one cost. And so we're thankful that you gave towards that. Guys, there's one thing we need desperately and we've needed it for a very long time here at Victory Church. And we couldn't afford it initially when we built the building. And we really don't have the money in the budget to purchase it right now or we would have already done it. But we need a sign. We need a church sign. I've stuck two banners up on the side of the building to give some type of signage because I could do that for a couple hundred bucks, right? But we need signs. I want to I wanna pro- propose to you a Christmas offering for us. Why? Because a thankful person is a giving person. And I want to ask you, if you and your family will pray about making a special Christmas uh, offering to Victory Church, I, I would love to have 100% participation from everybody. I'm not asking for equal giving. I'm just asking for equal sacrifice. We all could give something towards this. Here's what I'm envisioning what I'm wanting. Originally... If you'll notice how we planted the trees out by the road, you'll see that there's a beautiful spot right there in the middle for a church sign. Originally, that's what we were going to do until I met with the city. Come to find out, that's not my property. I can't put, I have have to pay for the tree. We have to mow the grass. We have to take care of it, but it's not ours. Go figure. I can't put a sign there. That's why we planted the trees like we did, because we wanted a sign there. Well, we can't put a sign there. If we put a sign of what I was envisioning out there, we're going to have to rip out a portion of our parking lot or rip out one of the islands and do something of that nature. So I think there's something else we can do. We need to put some signage, some backlit signage on our building that says Victory Church. Right in the center brick part of the road that's facing the road there, I, want, I would like to have a big V, circle V, that's backlit, and under it say Victory Church. That's what our logo is on that side of the building facing the road. There's two other logos that I'd like to put on the front of the building, signage, and they're backlit. I would like two circular Vs on each of the columns on each of the corners facing the parking lot on the front of the building and have those backlit. Now, here's what I don't know. I don't have any idea how much that's going to cost, okay? But I am going to go on a mission to try to figure out what that is going to cost. In the meantime, I would love for you to give to our Christmas offering this year on Sunday, December the 10th, 
a special love offering, a special gift to the church to help us to put signage on our building. And then as we move into 2018, uh, we're going to have different fundraising events and different things so we can, if we, if we don't get to the number, so we can get to the number. But I would love to have your help with that because would you agree we need a sign? I mean, there's been enough. Yeah, somebody, who, who started applauding there? We need a sign, right? Go ahead and applaud right there. We need one. And there have been people that have blown. Matter of fact, we had an emergency here one Sunday, and we had to call the ambulance. And they, we heard them coming down the road, and we saw them just buzz right by about 50 miles an hour straight by. And they're like, we didn't know that was a church. And I'm like, go by your GPS, first of all. It's 223 Scott Troy Road. Right? But they went all the way up to New Life Church, and I turn around and come back, and so many people don't even know that this is a church that's sitting here. And we need us a really nice lit sign uh, that's out there on the side of the building. So I'm asking you if you will help us. What is that? Oh, I'm asking if you will help us. I'm asking if you will help us with this church signage, okay? So that goes with a spirit of attitude. And why do we do that? Well, because thanks and giving, it just goes together, right? So that's number three. Let me give you number four, and we'll be done here this morning. Number four, to relieve stress in your life. And if you remember, last week I shared with you that the period of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is the most stressful time for most families so to, to relieve that stress, we want to worry about nothing, pray about everything, thank God in all things. Number four, think about the right things. Now, I love this passage of Scripture in Philippians 4 and verse number 8. I want you to look what it says, Philippians 4 and verse number 8. It says, finally, brothers, get this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. So how we, how we think is very important, right? What is going into our mind and how we are thinking is very important in all of our lives. We're to think about it. Listen, you can change your life. To a degree, ultimately you need the Lord to completely change it, but you can get on the right road by, I believe, by positive thinking, by scriptural thinking. Paul's thought that in Philippians 4 and verse number 8. He said, you need to think on the right things. Let me ask you, what are you thinking about? What are you filling your mind with? I've always believed this. I still believe it today. Garbage in, garbage out. We need to protect and guard what we allow to come into the eye gate. We need to protect and guard what we allow to come into the ear gate, right? I mean, we just don't want to fill our mind with trash and filth all the time. Not none of the time. We need to think on things that are pure. Think on things that are right. Think on things that are true. Think on things that are noble. Think on things that are of good report. You know, I enjoy watching the news and as much as anybody and trying to stay up with the current events and, and the politics and all that's going on around the world. But I have found when I fill my mind with that 24-7, it impacts me in a negative way. I just can't do it. I'll look on there occasionally to see what's going on, then I'm done. I can't watch that stuff 24-7. 
and all these games that are taking place with politicians today, I can't focus on that stuff 24-7. Are you with me? All this rioting and stuff that's going on, I can't focus on that stuff 24-7. I look at it enough so I know a little bit what's going on. And then I've got to focus on things that are right, focus on things that are pure, focus on things that are just, focus on things that are lovable, focus on those things. Because here's the key. Go ahead and put the key up, if you will, Byron. The key is this. The way you think determines how you feel. And the way you feel determines how you act. Have you ever thought about some things that just make you angry? Right? I mean, there's some things that take place in our world today that just makes me angry. I know it's out there, but it just makes me angry. And I, if, I, if I dwell on that long enough, now my emotion is, I am so upset. I am so angry. And it causes me now to be irritable. And if I'm not careful, it will come out in my actions or in my reactions. That's why the Apostle Paul said, you need to think on things that are good. Think on things that are truth. By the way, what is truth? It's the, it's the Word of God. This thing is true from cover to cover. From Genesis to Revelation, the entire Word of God is true. We need to focus on God's Word. Focus on things that are, that are, that are lovable and good and righteous and moral and fill our mind with good things. You know, guys, I love you, but I don't read all your Facebook posts. I'm just telling you right now. I just don't read all that stuff. I can't. I cannot stay in the right frame of mind and read all that stuff. Sorry. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I start looking at some of it and butter stuff just starts churning in me. I'm like, I, I just can't do that stuff. Right? I love you, but I can't read all that stuff. Especially the negative stuff. Now, if you're posting good stuff and you're tagging me in good stuff, I want to see that. Why? Because that's what I want to focus on. Say amen or me, but let me know you're out there. Are you out there? And by the way, I don't know about you, but if folks are reading stuff that I'm posting on social media, I want them to be blessed by what they're reading. I want them to be encouraged by what they're reading. I want them to be inspired by what they're reading. I want them to be lifted up by what they're reading. So let me challenge you this week. Maybe I'll read your post this week. This week, why don't you post positive stuff? All the negative Nancy stuff, don't even go there. Let the world go there. Matter of fact, Psalm 1 says the unrighteous are there. The wicked are there. They're doing those things. The unbelievers are there. Don't do that. Focus on things that are pure. Just, holy, true, right. I promise you, if you change your thinking, it's going to change how you feel. If you change how you feel, you're eventually going to change how you act. And the list could go on and on, the impact that's going to have. But the Apostle Paul said it first. Way before Norman Vincent Peale came out with the power of positive thinking. I don't know who may or may not know anything about that book. But way before that, the Apostle Paul was already on it. The Lord was sure that we had it in Scripture. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, whatever is commendable, dwell on these things. So what is dominating your thought life? What is it? What dominates 
your thought life. Well, I hope it's things out of Philippians 4 and verse number 8 and verse number 9. Okay? So let me wrap this up. What's the result of all of that? The result, and I have this verse of Scripture in your notes, is Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7. Here's the result of all of this. Philippians 4 and verse number 7. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what the result is of doing all of this? You get to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. People are bankrupting their savings account searching for peace. Right? Going to every doctor they can go to looking for the perfect drug or medicine that can give them peace. Now, I'm not against doctors and I'm not against drugs and I'm not against medicines. I think all of that is part of God's healing. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that people are searching for peace. And you know where peace is found? It's found in Philippians chapter 4, which is found in the person of Jesus Christ. So whenever we do these things, the result is that we will have the peace of God that surpasses every thought, all understanding. People aren't going to have any, they're going to be mesmerized. They're going to be amazed at how in the midst of this horrible situation that you may find yourself in, that you're not worrying, that you're praying, that you're thankful, right? And that you have this peace that passes all understanding. That's the result. I don't know about you, but I want that peace in my life. And the only way we can have it is to focus on Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. So I wonder as the band comes, and I'm done. It all starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I promise you guys, that's where it starts. And I know I say that kind of stuff every single week. But I promise you that's where it is. In the Word of God are all the answers for everything in life. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man, happy is the person who his Delight is in the instructions of the Lord. I've just tried to unpack some of the instructions of the Lord for you out of Philippians 4, 1 through 9. It will be life transforming for you. This can actually change everything about your life if you would just focus on these things. Practice these things. Apply these things to your life. Choose not to worry, rather pray. Choose to be thankful and think on the right things. When you do that, you're going to find that the stress level and the anxiety and the worry, it's just going to start coming down. Because you're getting the result of choosing not to worry, rather pray, having an attitude of gratitude, being thankful, and thinking the right way. You're going to find that it the stress level is going down. The result of it is the peace of God that passes all understanding. So I hope you'll apply this to your life. This is something I've applied to my life for many, many years. It's not a sermon I just put together last week for you. I've tried my best to live by these principles in the book of Philippians. I know for the last 20 years when I was first kind of got a hold of it. There it is. That's how we live. And if we'll do that, it'll change everything. So I want to encourage you to do it, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for our time together today. And thank you, Lord, for the instructions that are found in the Word of God. And yes, our delight is in your Word. And I just pray that you would help us to live this out. Father, I ask that you 
help us to worry about nothing, but rather pray. Pray about everything. If there's something that comes up and it's causing us stress or anxiety, at that point is when we pray. Lord, there have been things in my life and in my family this week that have come up. And the first initial fleshly thing to do is to start worrying about that. And I've been tempted to worry about that. And immediately, I say, get thee behind me, Satan. And start praying about that. Praying God's blessings. Praying God's promises. Praying God's protection. Praying God's provision. Around things that are causing me to be stressed. Or worried over. And then... In the midst of whatever may be going on in our life, we stop and we become thankful. We're thankful in all things. We can look around and we can see your grace and your mercy. We can see your blessings. We can see your past provisions. We have so much to be thankful for. And then we can change our thinking to things that are true. And just and honorable and righteous. And it changes the way we feel. Which in turn changes the way we act. And we're able to go through life with a smile on our face. And the peace of God in our heart. In the midst of some horrific circumstances that we may find ourselves in. But we can only do that through a personal relationship with you. My prayer today, if there's one under the sound of my voice that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of salvation. That today would be the day when they would call out to you, Jesus, as their personal Lord and Savior. Believe that you died on the cross for their sins. You were buried. You rose again the third day. Today is the day that I ask you into my heart and into my life. Father, if there's one here that's prayed that prayer today, I pray, God, you give them reassurance of their salvation. Minister to their spirit and their heart. Help the rest of us that are believers to live this out. This practical counsel that's found in Philippians 4, 1 through 9. Help us to live this out on a daily basis. It will change our life. It will reduce our stress, our worries and our anxieties when we do these four things. We ask you to bless each one that's here today and each family represented. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, Please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.